Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff text me 949-415-6256 please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book the comprehensive guide to clinical research it's been selling really well getting very well received by the community thank you guys so much for that also check out the youtube member page join this channel to get perks that's my youtube uh, membership it's 10 bucks a month you get a monthly mastermind exclusively it's a zoom call every month with other youtube members uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the youtube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences so check that out really means a lot to me and thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show Guru Nation, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back after the weekend. It's been a crazy weekend. I got, I got sick with a super flu, super cold. It's not COVID, guys, relax. But I got the super flu. It might be worse. I was like just no energy all weekend. You could probably hear in my nose, in my face a little bit congestion. But there's no way I'm not going to do this interview. This is Stefan Jovanovic, all the way from Serbia, Novi Sad. This is like my brethren, fellow Eastern European brethren. I have a very strong connection to Serbia. I got a, obviously, I'm very strong connection to Romania. I'm born there, but Serbia, I live there. My dad was born there. I have family there. Probably went there more than Romania, honestly, in my life. And it's always nice to meet. Fe- because of Guru Nation. Stefan commented on a contest I have to give away my book and Gary V's book. I said, the comment, happy Thanksgiving. The comment with the most likes wins these books. Stefan from Serbia, they don't even do Thanksgiving. They don't even know what that is. And he went, guys, we're global. We don't care where you're from. All right. So Stefan, welcome so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How's everything? Yeah, hi Dan, uh, hi uh, Guru Nation. Uh, thanks for having me today. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty good over here. Thank you and thank you uh, for the book. Thank you uh, to Guru Nation for the support. To my comment, I might actually have to to move to to USA to actually celebrate Thanksgiving because uh, <laughs> things in life have meaning sometimes. So yeah, you never know. We're good here. Thank you. How are you aside from your super flu? Uh, aside from that, I'm great, man. Like. The motivation, the ambition is still here. It's just the mucus is covering it, but I'm okay. I break through, break free from this with enough coffee 
we're good to go. Uh, Stefan, you sent me a direct message on Instagram. Said, by the way, give you a little background on me. And by the way, Guru Nation, everybody, underneath the show notes is Stefan's LinkedIn profile. You must, okay, and that would be nice. You must go connect with him. Um, he got himself a job with Cineos, and I've never interviewed anyone in this role inside sales with Cineos, with a global CRO, one of the biggest CROs out there, inside sales. First of all, Stefan, congratulations. How did you get this job, number one? And number two, what's your background to even have the audacity to go, to look for this job? Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for, for the beautiful intro. I really appreciate it. And I guess it might make more sense to start from my background and then uh, towards the seniors. So I, one year ago, I graduated uh, with a degree Master of Pharmacy uh, here in Serbia. During my university years, I got interested into clinical trials. Actually, I had a um, um, subject, uh, Introduction to Clinical Trials, where my professor was a business development uh, head at the mid-size CRO, and uh, that's when I got interested in, in this whole world. Even before that, I knew that I want to do uh, sales, uh, some sort of sales. Um, I I like... I liked uh, to take uh, chances and present when I could during my university years, you know, different workshops and stuff, attending congresses. I actually saw uh, one of your interviews with the current head of, of ZymeWire. I don't remember the, the mystery's name. Pete but Bastedo, I, Pete, Pete, and then his coworker, his colleague, I can't remember his name, but he's a sales guy for ZymeWire. Yep. I remember a person who, who who is also a pharmacist and started uh, working as a med rep and then went to uh, to PPD, I believe, and later on to ZymeWire. And my my path was about to to be similar. For most positions where I applied, it was for uh, med rep positions. But then through a friend who works as a med rep, uh, I met a colleague uh, from Sinos who is in inside sales as well. And then she informed me that they have an open position. I applied there as well, uh, went through a very nice interview process and uh, entered this world, honestly speaking, uh, earlier than I expected I would. So, yeah, that's that's a short story of, of how I got how I got here. And that's a big time position. You know, a lot of one of the reasons I'm it's serendipity that you won the contest uh, because I've never actually had anybody in that role and i think there's so many opportunities on the sales side and the business development side of cro i know so many people i mean it's not all about the money but i know so many people within those positions i meet them at conferences and things like that and they do very well for themselves never being cras never doing the clinical stuff but doing the sales and the biz dev and i think you know one of my things that I always say is no matter what your job in research, sales is important. And you can, you can extend that to any job in you can think of, you know, or even just being a parent, being a spouse. I mean, everything is sales. Sales is about influencing, persuading. It's about a lot of stuff. I mean, so that's, that's a really exciting, uh, Stefan, the career for you. And as a, um, Sales. So you were, did you become prior to Sinios a sales rep? Where is that? Did I understand correctly? No, I, I was 
well, after my graduation, I went through a five months uh, pharmacy internship. Uh, I worked at a public pharmacy. Gotcha. And then I was applying for most of positions where I applied were for a uh, salesperson for MedRep. But uh, the one where I got accepted was was this role. So this gotcha. is actually my, my first role uh, post-university if we exclude uh, this, this internship. So I started back in May. It's been like uh, seven, eight months now. Seven, gotcha. like seven months. Congratulations. I think that was smart for you to go into the least traveled path. You know, everybody goes sales rep. Generally, when you go where more people go, it's less um, positive outcomes generally, right? If you go the untraveled path, it's a little bit easier to differentiate yourself. So what? how is your job? Like, what do you do? Take me through a typical day. Do you work from home? It looks like you're in the office. I don't know where, like, how does it, how is your day-to-day activity? Yeah, so I'm not at the office, although Sinos has orange color, so it might have a <laughs> the wrong way. Uh, I work home-based. We have office in Belgrade, but uh, I decided to work home-based because it is like 80 kilometers travel, and uh, for for the time, this is uh, more convenient for me. So the main role of inside sales is uh, to get in touch with uh, new customers, to to try to generate leads, to... Uh, facilitate those initial meetings and then uh, there are many things there is a, of course lots of prospecting including design wired which we mentioned earlier communicating with the uh, other parts of the team uh, working closely uh, with the bds who who uh, after after what we do after this initial introduction bds take the that next step uh, in negotiation with the with the customer so the position is really Exciting! It uh, requires you to take different approaches uh, from case to case and from day to day. And also, I got really interested in the industry. I'm I'm excited about. Uh, although I don't work operationally as a monitor, I'm also excited about learning more because uh, the more you know, the the better you are in in what you do. And uh, I believe this that this industry has uh, has a lot to offer to to everyone in it, independent of of geography. So. Yeah. This industry is very kind to generalists. If you start in one role, everybody starts as specialists. If you start in one space and then slowly start expanding your knowledge, you know, to the point where you know a lot, a, a moderate amount about a lot, you're a generalist. At that point, you can name your job. You can do fancier things like consulting, where they basically going to hire you because Rather than hiring three separate people, they hire Stefan because he's got the knowledge of like three separate people and you get paid more, but you still get paid less than three separate people to them, but you're only one person. This is this how it works, guys. A value, you know, one plus one more than three. One plus one more than two sometimes can be three. Uh, so ZymeWire is important biz dev tool. I'm assuming you guys use that. Yeah, yeah, Zambuyer is is our main prospecting tool, as as main. I believe is similar in well, one of the main can't really say, but I believe it is similar in many in many CROs. How walk me through like a typical day? What do you do? You do you, are you focused just on Serbia, like pharmaceuticals and sponsors, or all of Eastern Europe? Do you have to travel? What? What do you do? Do you how, how do you prospect? 
Yeah, well, uh, we use uh, various tools for prospecting. We uh, analyze uh, LinkedIn website, uh, ZineWire. Uh, there are, I would say, different ways to to to, to find uh, certain information. Uh, as of my territory that I'm assigned to, uh, I'm not only Serbia or Eastern Europe. I actually don't do any of Eastern Europe. I have uh, Benelux, Italy, Israel, and uh, Ireland at the moment. These are my my territories. Uh, I mainly communicate with customers via email or uh, some, sometimes via phone. Up to now, I haven't traveled for work purposes, although we are all hoping for uh, more uh, face-to-face events in the coming year. So uh, I'm hoping that that's something that would change in 2022 as this year because of the situation as it is, uh, there weren't many opportunities uh, to do some something like that. So prospecting emails, uh, our internal meetings, um, then when you when you are able to facilitate a meeting, then you coordinate people on the inside, prepare for the meeting. Um, if there are some documents that a customer will send prior to the call, if presentation needs to be prepared, if it needs to be presented, Overall, it's a, it's an interesting role with a lot of different responsibilities, which we will sometimes change. Sometimes there is an event that occupies our attention. Most of them were uh, virtual this year. So you uh, log in on different platforms, uh, try to communicate with customers via these platforms. So, yeah, I hope I, I managed to answer most are of you, your questions. Are you going to come to Bio or DIA in the United States next year? Well, I'm not sure about the United States. I believe we will be focused on uh, European events, uh, okay. at least for, for the time being. But uh, sometimes down the line, uh, I haven't been to USA yet, but I hope that will also change uh, sooner rather than later. When you come out to San Diego, you know, usually bio or DIA, one of those two, they always alternate. I usually try to go to those that conference because it's so close to where I'm at uh, <laughs> in San Diego. So inside sales. From what I understand, it's customers you've already worked with in the past. Is that what well, that is? Most of the sometimes it will be the case, but most of the time our role is to uncover new opportunities and to open up new new customers. Ah, that is, so you're reaching out at least at least, at least at Sinus. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do outreach. That's that's my number one my number one uh, assignment. Do you know better than I do? Um, I, I've been saying, you know, I've, I'm fascinated with these small cap biotech. I have another channel, the Clinical Research Circle, where we look at small biotech. I'm interested in these from the stock market perspective, but also just from the science. I think a lot more excitement, innovation happens at the smaller end of the tail, the long tail. Uh, can you, are you seeing the same thing? Are you, primarily seeing like small medium sized companies that you're dealing with well that is my uh, that is my role to to deal with these small to mid sized customers i'm not communicating with the with the bigger ones and yeah there is lots of innovation and uh, as you said uh, smaller smaller biotechs are more open to to trying something different the bigger ones right. would prefer to see if it works and then eventually acquire which i understand uh, from economical economic point of view so yeah, I agree with you. There is there is lots of lots of exciting stuff. I I believe lots of companies, lots of great teams that, that are doing uh, very hard work to to change the tomorrow for for the better. 
Yeah, some of my right now the stock market's getting destroyed. My some of my stocks are getting killed. Um, but I those are hold those are uh, medium and long term holds. Um, I talk when I interview because I interview the CEOs of these companies sometimes. So small, like we're talking less than less than a billion dollar market cap. They consider that small, <laughs> believe it or not, guys. Uh, these I interview these CEOs. And a lot of the complaints they tell me off the air, sometimes on the air, I ask them, but many times it's off the air. They complain that the CROs they work with ignore them because they're small. So I, I think, I don't know if you see the same thing as opportunity for you and Cineos to get involved because you guys, while you're a big CRO, you're not the biggest. Do you see that as opportunity or am I right in what these guys are telling me? Yeah, I mean, you are right. Most of our customers are, are small biotech and uh, indeed they can often be intimidated by by our, uh, by not not only for the, our biotech, but also for our CROs, but also from of our size because we are large for them. We have 28,000 employees. They might have 28 employees or, or 12 or so, but it's always the... Uh, the, the point is always to to try to show that their needs are uh, always on top of your mind and, and that you are doing the best to treat, treat them in the same way in which you would treat uh, the, the biggest company there is. Yeah, late, lately, Sineos has been having a really good reputation. Um, and I'm looking at the stock now, $10.2 billion market cap. But this is medium it's towards the big medium to big but it's definitely not the biggest you know we won't mention who it is but everybody well i can mention it's um ikevia is the biggest uh one out there and you know a lot of these ceos and executives i talk to say you know i wish that we would get more personalized attention from the cro's and i don't know the smart CROs are probably see this as opportunity, right? Where the big ones are ignoring, maybe some of the smaller ones come in there and say, hey, you know, we can, even though we're kind of big ourselves, we can make it like small teams catered for these uh, smaller biotechs. That, I don't know if you're involved in that process or what, what have you seen on your end? Well, yeah, we, um, as you said, you always... Uh... And as I said, also you always try to to show them that their needs are in your place, and that uh, it's not only okay. Here is your proposal, and that's it. Proposal will be tailored to to your needs. So we'll try to meet your demands in in the best way we can, and uh, we will do the best on our side to execute in absolutely the same way we would do with uh, with any other any other customer, regardless of of their size. So that's, that's the message we, we try to send. Uh, although, honestly speaking, I'm mostly involved in these initial meetings and what happens later during the, the later stages of proposal and stuff, I I haven't had uh, this experience yet. Yeah, you're out of the loop. But you're on. You're involved in the most important, well, for us, for Guru Nation, probably one of the most important aspects is that initial conversation because I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, you go after any therapeutic indication, right? Or are you yep. focused on just certain therapeutic conditions? No, I'm. I go after various indications. I'm not focused on, on just. That's some. perfect. What have you seen the most of, um, lately? Like what? 
Top three. Well, probably oncology, neurology, and COVID. COVID. Oncology, always number one, guys. No matter what. Neurology, that goes through up and down. Central nervous system. Right now, it's high because you get Alzheimer's. A lot of people looking at the Alzheimer's stuff. And then COVID slash vaccines slash treatments. Yeah. A lot of a lot of that chatter, obviously, in our space around mRNA paradigm, right? The advantages is obviously it's quicker than attenuated vaccine, right? Where you're basically making the the virus impotent. The the traditional way of making vaccine. It's taking longer. It's t- it's typically safer and more effective, but it takes longer. So that's why we have the mRNA, which are. I, this is where it gets controversial. I interviewed a former FDA auditor. He says it's, mRNA doesn't work. I interview other people. They say mRNA is the best thing ever. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not expecting you to know. But are you seeing alternatives? In COVID, or are you seeing just more mRNA? If you can well, talk about this, I can. I am seeing more more treatments lately. Uh, to a certain amount, maybe more treatments than than the vaccines themselves. That's and I think it's it's a good uh, good direction to go because uh, vaccines are completely fine, but we do need the treatments for those people who get sick because. Uh, the main problem here is burden on the on the healthcare system, and uh, if you have someone catching a cold, he is not a threat to to a healthcare system and to society or anything. But if people get severely cold or die, that that is a big big issue. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad to hear that because yeah, there's plenty of work on the vaccine. And yesterday I was on a clubhouse room. I know I say clubhouse is dead. It is, guys, but. Sundays, there's a biotech room and I'm, I'm not a host. I just go to listen. And there was a guy actually from Europe. You might benefit from this actually, Stefan. I'm going to send you this link because you, okay. you should be on there. Um, every Sunday around noon Pacific time. So I guessing that's like 8 PM Sunday night, yeah. uh, Belgrade, uh, it's biotech executives, venture capitalists, this is right up your alley, man. Actually, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, LinkedIn message you this. You're going to be the best inside salesperson in the entire industry. Thank you. I'm telling you, Thank you get you. the secret weapons. You get a guru nation on your side. But they were talking about the attenuated vaccine, right? They, this executive from a company in Europe um, came on. I can't remember the name of the company. All they do is vaccines. And they don't do mRNA vaccine. It's just traditional vaccine. And he was saying, basically, it takes a lot longer to get your labs in order. But at the long, uh, on in the long run, these are typically safer and more effective. The mRNA, you get them out quick if it's an emergency. But typically, they're not as safe, not as effective. And you, we're seeing this right now, right? We're seeing a lot of pushback. We're also seeing a huge probably 30% or more of the global population, at least in the U.S., 30% or more, very vaccine hesitant. They don't want the mRNA. There's a market for traditional vaccine. It just takes longer. So if we can get those up and running, this industry is busy. 
right now. I, I know you're new. You don't have any context. You haven't seen it in the past. I have. I've seen very little activity, and I've never seen it the way it is now, Stefan. It's, I'm just extremely bullish about the next decade of the, in this industry and what it can offer and what it can offer people like you who master sales, master biz dev and grow as generalists. How, how are you? Let's maybe focus on your career. How has your experiences so far with Cineos? And is there anybody there like mentoring you or, um, you know, like a line manager, CRAs always talk about line manager, and how they help nurture them rather than losing the employee to a competitor. They want to nurture, nurture you to grow within Sydney. So what, have you seen anything like this? Yeah. First of all, uh, I saw your video when, where you're speaking that you expect a lot in the next 10 years and that you are very bullish. Um, yeah. CRO industry now looks like, maybe crypto market two years ago <laughs> when, when, wow. when everyone started to get very very bullish so yeah that's there's a comparison that came to my mind and uh yeah i do have a line manager um we are a team of of four people at the moment with our line really? manager yeah it's a small so, team yeah well inside that's inside sales in europe we have more people in uh usa and uh, asia pacific wow um, Awesome. And uh, Sonia is uh, my line manager. Uh, there is a, a fun fact that um, I went to a student exchange uh, in Poland in her hometown uh, when I was in, in the university. So you, you can make these things up. Uh, sometimes things just happen like that. <laughs> but yeah, Sonia, Sonia is super supportive and uh, really, hi Sonia, shout out to you. Uh, I, I believe you will be watching this. Uh, Does at, she at watch? Is she Guru Nation? and? Uh... Maybe a new um, Guru Nation. She, she will be a new Guru Nation yes, member. That's um, how we get it one by one, guys. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate the, the amount of support. They, I, I feel what, what, what you're speaking, the nurturing, the support, uh, showing you opportunities to grow, just uh, wanting, wanting you to, to be the best you can and uh, to, to develop in, in the best possible way. And to give you opportunities for you to to choose the the path you would like down down the road. I think it's so smart that these Sierra, and I'm glad to hear Sinios is doing this. Um, you know, to be honest with you, Sinios does. I don't hear many negative things. I'm not just saying this because you're on. I don't hear many negative things from their CRAs or other employees. You know, I I do hear from some of the other Sierras some pretty negative things, but I think all of them from a work-life balance. But I think all of the CROs are starting to get smart because in the last decade, so previous to 2020, so 2010 to 2020, the way you advance, unfortunately, in the industry was you take any job you can get. Within a year, a competitor will get you. So you get a little bit of an increase. Within a year, another competitor gets you. And the CROs realize this is stupid. They're losing, you know, the best people just for 5%, 10% increase in salary when they'll gladly pay that to keep you. So now I like what I'm hearing from you with the small team. I mean, it's almost like creating small business within the bigger business. I think this is the only way to do it in the next decade. 
especially when you have an industry that's so understaffed, you can't, it's people like Stefan don't fall from the tree, you know, like this is, and you're just getting started, but what you're learning right now from May until now, you've already exponentially grown your capabilities. One more year, who, who can replace you at that point? There's nobody that can come out of college that's going to be able to do what you do. So it's in Senio's best interest, you know, to keep you And this, this story, regardless of your role in research is, is kind of the theme for the next decade. And we're seeing CROs very short staffed and they're all competing for talent. So I like what I'm hearing with the, these, the, the mentality, even from the CRO that small is the new big. And even if we're big, we have to act like we're small. So I like this. I'm hearing this for the first time from you. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to be in the place I am and in, in the industry I am because there is uh, there are plenty of different roles, plenty of opportunities for everyone to to find what, what's used them best. But I agree with you. And I, I'm hearing multiple times in different places about this shortage of uh, of people in the industry. So. It's unreal. And it's shortage of everything. Research sites, you know, I'm primarily on the site side. I have tomorrow's site initiation visit for one of my brand new site here in Arizona. But we don't have coordinator other than me, right? And now my my goal is as I grow, I have to train people so that I'm not doing all the work. This, you know, there's, I can't do that and do podcasts and everything else at the same time. So the only way I can grow is bringing new people training them, keeping them, that's not so easy to do, guys. This is a full-time job, just this, right? Uh, Yeah, I was going to ask you, Stefan, maybe somebody's watching right now. Maybe they're in, I don't know, anywhere in the world, and they say, well, I'd like to do what Stefan's doing. How did? What requirements was it to get your job? Did you, was the master's in pharmacy necessary? No, I believe uh, the pharmacy wasn't necessary. Uh, I, I'm speaking from the memory, but for this very position, I think it might have been a master in life science or maybe business administration, something like that. But don't take me for, for granted. The, as for seniors, the specification is always in, in the position uh, advertisement, so uh, it will be clarified. Um, they told that uh, it's nice if you if you have experience, uh, but... Uh, if you don't, obviously, it can work that way as well. For for this particular role, it's it's not always like that. Um, as for other things, it's it's important that you have at least basics about the industry. So I learned it a little bit during my university, but then you have your uh, amazing CRA Academy, I believe. There are <clears throat> different ways to to learn and uh, to get some information because if you are to start working, you obviously you can't know everything, but you need to have some idea what a CRO is, what is a trial, what is a CRA and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, it would uh, be helpful to know. <laughs> yeah, what, what I find interesting is at this point, at least in Serbia, there is no university for clinical trials. So this industry is open for for multiple profiles. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's I think it's, well, man, many indus- industries are not like that. You can't work in a pharmacy if you didn't go to pharmacy school, for example. Right. Even in the United States, there's only a few schools that have a master's of clinical research as a program. And honestly, guys, I have a five-hour video. It's for free. 
I have a book that's very low priced if you buy the Kindle version and relatively low price even just for the physical book compared to the other books out there. So you got to learn the basics like nobody I think that's one of the things you you demonstrated and probably one of the prerequisites for your role is self-starter. You know, in your role as inside sales, I mean you're not sitting around waiting for people to tell you, "Hey Stefan, you know, go contact this person." You're you're expected to do that on your own. Of course, <clears throat> you need to have your organization and uh, there is not like you're going to, to school and there is lesson from 1, 1 a.m. to 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. You organize your, your work days, you, you plan your outreach, you plan lots of your own activities. So you, you need to be independent in, in that way. But I believe that's something that many people today learn in the university because when you need to learn for the exam, nobody will tell you don't go out, stay home and learn or, or something like that. So your five-hour video is a, is a great intro uh, to this industry. Actually, my brother is studying uh, economics right now, but he got interested in clinical trials. So I, I passed him the video. He he saw it. He liked it a lot. Um, so who knows? Maybe maybe one day he will become part of the industry as well. And uh, Shout out my, little brother. What's his name? Uh, his name is Victor. Victor? That's my little brother's name. Shout out to yeah, Victor. That's great. That's great. <laughs> And also, I was referred to your channel by, by a friend who worked briefly in uh, clinical trials. She also saw the five-hour interview prior to her, five-hour uh, video prior to her interviews. So shout out to, to Yelena as well. She's now a uh, pharmacy head in, uh, in, in Bosnia, and uh, she's doing really well. She's, uh, wow. As of now, she's satisfied in this position. Wow. Yelen, you said? Yelena. Yeah. Yelena, shout out to Yelena. Thank you so much. The Guru Nation, that's how we grow, right? Um, the, the interview process, I guess we can end with this. The interview process, how did it work? You First of all, how many places did you apply and did you get rejected or was Sinios number one and that's it? <clears throat> in clinical trials, this is the only one I applied for. I was rejected for maybe two or three med positions. For some, uh, the interview process ended before uh, the decision could have been made. Uh, Seniors was, was the only CRO I applied, and uh, the process was really seamless, really pleasant. The best mm. of all interview processes I, I had, and I had maybe four of them. This one was with, without any competition. The, yeah, really top, top uh, interviewer experience. Man, and it, it worked out, all works out well in the end because I work with a lot of sales rep here in my, at, at my clinic. It's inside a doctor's office, a big doctor office. So there's a lot of sales rep come in, a lot of them, guys. There's a lot of sales. Whenever there's a lot of what you do, it makes your job harder. There's a lot of sales reps, medical sales rep. And they don't know anything about research. There's very few inside salespeople for CROs. And there's a lot of money in this space, guys. So just, I'm glad it worked out well for you. Because imagine if you would have got the sales rep job, you wouldn't have done research maybe right away at least. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, that was my my thinking how, how it might go. Okay, I would do as a med rep for, for some years and then I will try to move to, 
to CROs because that's what I see that happens a lot, at least in my in my country. Uh, people uh, are trying to to move towards this industry. People move from from pharmacies to med reps to uh, CROs. Not all of them. Many people love different roles, but that that's a tendency that can be noticed over here. I like that. I like that. Uh, we'll definitely do follow ups. You know, part two and just to see how your career is going and would love to, I would love to see you on the clubhouse when I'm, I'm on, I don't talk, I just listen, but I learn a lot of stuff and there's a lot of biotech people on there, venture capitalists, investors, executives, CEOs. I mean, all these people are accessible. I was amazed how accessible these people are. When I went to their Twitter, you know, they have less follower than I do. Like these people, you can just approach them. CEO of like billion dollar company, one click, two clicks away from you, right? So and plus, if you but listen, then they, they, they don't have a twenty thousand people YouTube channel. Don't don't underestimate. <laughs> you are a, you are a clinical trial celebrity after all. Uh, thank you, thank you. I mean, yeah, we there's nothing. We gotta grow more. But these execs, very accessible. You know, a lot of people. The reason I brought that up is a lot of people think well. I could never connect with them. Guys, you can. It's like two buttons, two clicks, and you're there. You got their Twitter. You got their LinkedIn. You got their Clubhouse. I, I think Clubhouse is dead for most things, but on Sundays and I believe on Thursdays, there's a biotech, very heavy biotech space. So get involved on Clubhouse. Uh, I'm going to send you the link, Stefan. Um, to that clubhouse that I was on. And as we wrap up, maybe you can give for Serbia. We have other Serbia guru nation. Give them like a two sentence, three sentence goodbye in Serbian. We'd, my dad would love to hear this, Steve. Yeah, first I will tell you, uh, thank you very much for the club night uh if, if that's how it's called invitation clubhouse clubhouse yeah clubhouse yeah i will definitely be a great way to to wrap up my week with uh with a cup of tea on on sunday evening. <laughs> um, as uh for the serbian people uh ako ste odgledali hvala vam puno na pažnji ako vas bilo šta zanima pišite linkedin slobodno pošaljite poruku ako treba bilo kakav savjet tu sam zacrtajte sebe ono što želite ako je to cro love it all right guys thank you so much stefan i really appreciate it and thank you everybody for watching and listening everybody go connect with stefan underneath the video and if you're listening on the podcast thank you so much linkedin in the show notes for stefan get at him let's meet up on sundays on clubhouse in the biotech room don't ask me guys for the invite, I, I'm going to give Stefan, it's just the link I was yesterday. It's not my room. I don't host it. I don't talk. I don't even raise my hand. I'm in there. Listen, take notes, just like you, Guru Nation. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.